Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Incompetent Adventures, the podcast. I am Lorianne, your host, and today we are going to jump into part two of the How to Travel Journal series. I really am really glad you're here, and let's get started. So in part one, we talked about why travel journaling is important and what it means. Travel journaling is a lot of things, and it is very personal, so it is up to you to decide what that's going to look like for you. We talked about how it can be a notebook or it can be digital. We talked as much about being digital, but that is definitely an option. We also talked about what it means to travel journal. What kinds of things are you writing in your journal? What memories are you capturing and how and when are you doing that? So please, if you haven't already listened to it, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one of this series that was posted a couple days ago. And I'm welcoming you back now to get into travel, into how do I travel journal in part two. In part three, which will happen on Black Friday, November 24th here in the States, we will get into a, a live stream where I will share with you some of the tools that I use where you can see them if you wish to, to, to watch that on YouTube. So you can see some of the tools that I use and how I go about this. It's a very simple process for me. I don't make it really fancy because I don't want to bring a lot of stuff with me when I travel. And I don't always remember to do it either. So know that even though I am a big fan and I do travel journal, even I miss out sometimes on it. So travel journaling is a great way to document your adventures through this journey of life, whether that is a trip near or far, low, domestic or international, something that is a quick little road trip or a very long two, three, four week trip. It's a wonderful way to preserve memories and I've got some ideas here to help you get started. Travel journaling. I'll tell you right now, all you need to travel journal are two things. Or one. And you're going to think, what are you talking about? Two things. A journal and something to write with. Or a digital capturing device. That digital capturing device could be a phone with a notes app, a voice recorder, and a camera. A digital, I mean, a, a, an analog, as we call it when it's not digital, a journal, a notebook, some paper, a napkin, the back of a map or a placemat, and a pen to write with. Really all that you need, those, those items. And you can, I often do both where I take videos to remind myself and photographs. I don't really do voice recording, but mostly because I don't think about it. It's a great way to talk out a memory or talk out an experience, or maybe you're watching something and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm totally watching this sea otter do this thing with their little baby right here in the Monterey Bay. Pretty cool. So I've got about, I think it's about nine steps and they are not big steps at all of things that you can use when you're travel journaling, when you're getting started. In part three, so one of the biggest questions I realized I just cut myself off. One of the biggest questions I got when I posted a, a poll about what would you like to know about travel journaling is what do I do about the, the blank page? This is the classic question for creators of any kind. The canvas, the watercolor page, the first page of a novel, a short story, or a play, or a screenplay the ball of yarn that doesn't have any form. What else? The ingredients for bread. 
the the empty cutting board maybe before you're making dinner how do you get past that sometimes you just push through and there you are other times it can be really intimidating and you think i can't do this i'm not going to do this it's too too much and i'm going to do something else and later on you think oh it's just a blank page no it's not just a blank page it is a big barrier for a lot of people for some it's not at all and please share it with us your tips and tricks on how you get past it because even i suffer from the blank page so much so that when i open up a new journal especially one that is a hardbound and has end pages i will skip the first page i will skip the first page i will go to page three and i'll start on page three i don't even sometimes use page two i just leave that first and second page blank until later on when i'm feeling inspired to maybe give the journal itself a direction or an identity that says this was for my trip to certain location so know that that is a very common thing and in part three i will talk about there's some there's some tools there's some things you can use to take away the blankness from that page before you even write a single word all right so first what are you going to record this in are you a digital journaler or are you an analog journaler that's the first step with that what are you going to use in digital journaling i recommend the notes app and the voice record and the camera. For analog journaling, select a journal that is compact. That's ideal because you don't want to carry around a big, bulky, two-pound, gorgeous journal that you're afraid you're going to leave somewhere so you never take it out of your bag, or it causes your bag to be overweight because it weighs too much. It's too big to really carry around. Maybe you're carrying around a little day pack, and it doesn't really fit in there. I recommend a pocket size, which is about, I want to say three by three and a half by maybe six, or even the smaller traveler's passport size, which I think is three by five. Those are great because they're also, you can get them in notebook, which is about a, a quarter of an inch thick. They fit easily into pockets and purses and bags and pockets, back pockets, jacket pockets, and things like that. They're really easy to use. They're also compact in that you could do one trip per book. So it can be fancy. It doesn't have to be fancy. If you like a harder surface to write on, get a hardcover notebook. If you don't care or you're pretty sure you're going to be always writing at a table, get a soft cover notebook. They do travel well, except that they wear a little bit more because of the soft cover. However, you want to do it, a notebook of some sort, okay, with at least 20 pages in it or more if you're going to be traveling for longer, but 20 pages is about what most notebooks are, 16 to 20, and that's usually good for one trip. And it's perfectly okay to have a travel journal that you use over and over again that you continue to fill up. It's also okay to do one per trip. I have a friend who does a traveler's notebook for every event she goes to and keeps them separate so that it's just that trip and she can fill it up to her heart's delight and then she puts it away and whenever she wants to look at it, that's all that's in there. It is absolutely a personal choice how you go about this essential writing tools so i one thing you must have is a good writing instrument i say a pen but i do realize there's a lot of people that do really love writing with a good pencil i i understand i love good pencils as well find a good writing instrument and all you need is that notebook and that writing instrument and the rest is all extra so don't get overwhelmed when I go through the rest of this list. A notebook, something to write with, 
something to write on. That's really all you need. I am a big fan of two kinds of pens. Nope, three kinds of pens. The Uniball F, which is a gel pen. It's got a really smooth writing gel. It's got a, a bit of a bigger barrel. I have arthritis in one of my in my hands, and so I can't use the really skinny ones for very long. This is about the right size. It's about the right weight, and it writes really nicely. I'm also a fountain pen enthusiast, so I will bring my waterproof fountain pen, which I actually just have in a Pilot Preppy, I mean a Platinum Preppy, which if you know anything about it, they're about $6, and I do that because waterproof ink, use the carbon from Platinum, can gum up the the feed in a in a more expensive pen and if I ever do that to this Pilot Preppy I don't mind just getting rid of it and getting a new one. So I use a fountain pen then I will also bring one just for writing. Now when you travel with fountain pens on an airplane do be careful because they can leak and make a mess. I always store them with the nib up if I can like I pull them out of my bag and I put them in the back of the seat pocket and I also if I'm concerned I will put it in a plastic bag so if nothing else, I can leave it in that bag if it spills until I get home and then I can deal with the mess and I don't have to deal with staining, you know, hotel towels and making a mess all over because ink is very messy. If you're not comfortable with that, don't bring them. It's totally fine. A gel pen and a fine liner such as a, uh, I'm trying to think, what is it? A, a Sakura Micron pen. Uh, Tombow has the mono drawing pens. Uh, Fudenosuke, F-U-D-E-N-O-S-U-K-E, has both hard and soft tips. These are all great pens for travel because they don't leak, they don't explode. You need one. A fine liner would be nice to have if you want to do a little drawing outside of that. If you're going to do any watercoloring, it just needs to be waterproof. That's where the Micron Sakura, uh, the Microns come in because those are waterproof. The other thing you might want to have is a good pencil. So if you were to bring only three writing instruments, your favorite writing instrument, for me, it's the, the Uniball 1F, a fine liner, in this case, the mono drawing pen, and a pencil. And mine is the Curitage. I think that's what it's called. I don't have it on here, of course, because it's a character-themed pencil, but it's got a, a mechanism that keeps the ink from wearing down too much on one side. I would bring those three and I would be good to go. Good to go. So the other tools you may wish to have, and this goes if you're gonna add memorabilia, you might want a glue stick or a double-sided tape runner. They can be small. The glue sticks are kind of great because they are not liquid. And so you don't have to worry about the three, one, one rule for TSA. Uh, they can, uh, they, they are often a little more versatile than the tape runners and a little bit easier to use, but the tape runners are great as well for sticking down memorabilia. So you want that. And really a pen, an adhesive, and maybe a pencil and your journal. And again, if you're not going to put anything down, you don't need to bring an adhesive. You could also do that with paper clips or staples if you're up for that. Let's see, what else have I got here for you? Okay, capture the details. So you're like, I'm looking at this, I've got my pen, I've got my journal, what do I write? What are the details of what you're doing? You can bullet point this too. You don't have to write lengthy, lengthy paragraphs, you don't have to write essays, you don't have to be eloquent or fancy. Just write and be you. 
write your memories and what you remembered about this. So your journey, the dates, the locations, definitely date stamp things either by writing it or getting a date stamp if you wish to carry something around. You can also just write the date and the location. So for example, you know, November 11th, Magic Kingdom or uh, May 5th, uh, London. And I was in, you know, Southern, right? So be able to, to take down your note, your dates and your locations, the weather conditions. It's always kind of fun to think about maybe you forgot that it rained that day and you look back on it later and you think, well, why did we cut the day short? And then you write, it rained all afternoon. Oh, well, that's why. Transportation methods. Did you go by train? Did you go by bus? Did you take a taxi? In locations, some of these things are pretty cool to do. Like when you're in London to learn how to use the underground and to take a taxi are pretty cool things because they're iconic to London, right? Maybe you made a phone call in a red phone booth. Pretty cool. Take a note. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> take a note. Draw a picture. Do a little doodle. But note those things. You don't have to go into extensive detail either. A few words can jog a memory to the point of full remembrance by writing down a key memory, a key moment. Uh, when I was at this event this past weekend with uh, my, my husband was at Disney World and I came home and I realized that I overwhelm him sometimes with all of the details of everything because I am an extrovert and he is an introvert and, and I sometimes get into too much detail. So I decided I would try this thing because there's a lot of stuff he just doesn't need to know. He knows what a conference setup looks like. He knows all those things. I decided to go with key moments. And I even said that key moment or key memory, this happened later, key memory, this happened because those are the things I want to remember. So when I go back to write this down in my journal, which I neglected to do while I was traveling because I was really into the whole relaxation mode, I'm going to write down the key memories of what happened, the conversations that I had, the people that I met and things like that, because those, and I have photos to go with most of it which is part of why I was okay not writing it down as I kept a record. It just was a visual record. Um, it's a good way to also just sort of go through, well, today we did X, Y, Z, or today we're going to do X, Y, Z, and then leave a little space and fill in what that was about. So that's capturing your details. If you're struggling with what to write about, you can always use a prompt, such as what was the most unexpected thing I encountered today? What surprised me about this place? What food did I eat? What did I like and what did I not like? How did this place make me feel? On the internet, there are tons of travel journal prompts and feel free. I am creating a list of prompts that I use when I travel journal that will be available towards the end of the week as part of a little bonus because I do know that sometime we just can't come up with something to write about. And it feels cheesy to write about my day, right? In the old Dear Diary sort of way. So I've got some travel prompts and travel prompts are wonderful. There's also some travel journals out there that have built-in travel prompts. What we did, what we ate, what we saw, where we went, right? Those are great. And that, can, that often can be just enough. But then there's also capturing those unique moments. What was different about today? What inspired me about this location. So travel prompts are great. I love them. And as a matter of fact, I have a, a mindset to create my own travel journal, travel planner, and prompts will definitely be a part of it. 
Another aspect that you can do is incorporating visuals. This can be anything of a visual nature. So it could be a doodle. It could be a drawing, a watercolor painting, a photograph, a postcard, a, an image from a brochure. Okay. Anything. And this is where having a pair of scissors, a small pair of scissors could be helpful, but I'm a big fan of tearing tearing things out because first of all, I can often make those edges disappear a little bit more. It also looks like I did it while I was there and I wasn't, maybe I wasn't all totally prepared and I just tore it out and glued it down, right? That's where that glue stick comes in handy. But if you want to carry a small pair of scissors, just make sure that they are TSA compliant if you're flying out of the United States. And I believe that the blades have to be under four inches and the ones that fold up and are really portable are the best because they seriously fold down into like a one by two space. And you don't want to get those confiscated because you put them in the wrong bag. Those visual elements can bring this journal to life and help you walk through your memories. If you wish to print photographs, there are small travel printers. I use the Polaroid High Print, the Sprocket is out there, the Selfie, the, you know, there's more. IV, the Canon IV. I, I like the high print because I like the quality of the photos and the thinness of the of the photo paper. It's got a sticky back. Stick it right down in your journal. It doesn't take up a lot of space. I have it in a bag with the extra paper, which takes up about, I don't know, four by six inches, maybe even five by seven inches of space. But the printer itself is actually very small and I would be willing to just pop it into my backpack. I, on the printer, it is a lithium battery. So if you are traveling on an airplane, please make sure that's in your carry-on bag and not in your checked bag. No lithium batteries in your checked bags. A lot of people don't realize what has lithium batteries in it. Mostly if it's rechargeable, it's got a lithium battery. So, and they can explode and make messes and cause big problems if they're in the hold. So make sure you keep any of those items in your bag. The other uh, thing is to just make a do a placeholder for a photograph and print them when you get home. Totally good. Hey, ooh, picture of the Sistine Chapel right here. Maps. Oh, maps are my favorite, absolute favorite. I pick them up all over the place. I use them on the opening of my journals. I use them for end papers. I use them and tear them up and put them as journaling uh, ephemera behind a ticket stub or something. Maps are wonderful. You can sketch a map if you're so inclined with a pencil or a pen. And you can sketch the location that you're at and put where you are and just make a quick little rough sketch of it. You can use a printed map. The often uh, concierge desks have maps in the hotels you might be staying in. You can go to visitor centers, they'll have maps. Anybody doing an event uh, or a theme park or a museum, any most of those have maps of some sort and often they're available to you for free, but do check first. I don't want to have anyone saying, well, Lorianne said I could just have it. No, I, I didn't say that. But do check because very often they are available to all travelers. And uh, you can often, so say Disney is plays a big part in our travels. And, you know, Disney has maps in all so many languages now that it's easy to find something, I hope, in your language if uh, English is not your first language or your preferred language. So keep an eye out for that. Very often they will have multiple languages in a lot of these maps, but maps are fun. Maps are really, really fun. I find they make a great backdrop. They can also, if you, maybe you did a walking tour and you want to trace out that walking tour, that would be really cool to stick in there and then talk about the places you went. 
collect memorabilia. So postcards, ticket stubs, uh, boarding passes, stamps, stickers, Ooh, receipts even. Some people put receipts in. Now, remember, of course, most receipts are printed on thermal paper and will probably fade over time. So if you really want to do a receipt, you can stick the original receipt in there and then take it home and scan it or take a photograph of it and use the photograph. But that receipt will fade as they are on thermal paper. And that's just kind of how that works. So uh, what else have I got on here? Menus. Either photographs of menus or if you get a takeout menu, sometimes that's fun. Stickers uh, or labels on packaging. That's kind of cool to stick into a travel journal. Postcards are great. They can be kind of big sometimes. And if you're doing a pocket, you're not really going to use a lot of postcards unless they have the little ones. But they often will have some sort of sticker or stamp or something that you can use. And by stamp, I mean like a postage stamp or a faux postage stamp. Those are fun because you can get, like I just picked up postage stamp size uh, cat tarot because it's one of the things I enjoy. So when I go through and do my tarot, I have a way to put that down in my notebook really easily. So it's a small sized little sticker. Uh, junk journaling is another avenue for gathering materials for your travel journal, but it is a rabbit hole. So we won't go down that just yet. We'll do that in another episode later, but that's where you use papers and stamps and stickers and layering stuff to create a beautiful backdrop with a note card that you can write on. I'll show you some photos of it uh, later on, but that is something where a lot of the stickers and things come from is from junk journaling. The eighth tip, did you know we've already gone through seven? The eighth tip is to write regularly. This is a habit. And I'm hoping that what we're going to do with this is create a habit. And that is to take your journal with you when you leave the house, whether you're going near or far. Definitely when you're going far, plan ahead, grab your journal, grab your writing instruments, adhesives if you need them, and then any decorative items that you would like to use. And by decorative items, there's a whole host of things that you could use to decorate your, your journal, add a little flair to it. But also just grab that journal when you leave the house, because maybe you have to wait in line for a food or a meeting. Maybe you are picking up kids, dropping off kids, and or waiting for gymnastics to get over. And you've got five minutes and you could take a quick note of what it's like to be at that gymnastics studio, watching these kids get stronger, get more flexible, achieve things. It's pretty cool. That's a moment that maybe you want to remember. And normally, because it's a, it's a gym full of other people's kids, you're probably not going to take a photograph. But you could make a quick couple of quick notes about what your kid is doing or about the cool things that you're seeing without, you know, compromising anyone's uh, safety or personal uh, privacy. It's really cool, though, because I have sat in a gymnasium watching a niece, my niece, and those kids are amazing. <laughs> and I didn't note it when I was there. So memories like that, or maybe you're at a, uh, a play and at intermission, you take a few moments to write about the experience of being in that theater with all those people at that moment, because that moment will never happen again. All those people will never be in another space together because it's impossible. Well, that's really cool. That's the kind of travel journaling I like to do. It isn't just about an around the world trip or a big cruise through the Panama Canal or a cruise down a river or, you know, driving the Alaskan highway. It isn't just about that. 
This leads me to the last one. And so that was a, a habit making thing. Please try to remember to do it. I even have moments where I go days without writing anything down. Days. And I'm a planner, paper planner. I go days. So I am working on my consistency of writing every day, which will help me when I travel journal because it will already be a habit. If you're not up for journaling, you're not a list maker, you're not a planner, that's absolutely cool. When you travel, try to decide, I'm going to take 10 minutes before I go to bed and I'm going to note what we did today, even if it's quick and minimal bullet points. So for example, go to Oahu, right? And I went to, we went to Pearl Harbor and then we went to Dole and then we went to the North Shore and we saw some surfers. And it was really cool. And we had shrimp at Ted's. Okay. We didn't go to Leonard's. I want to do that tomorrow. And anybody who's been to Oahu may know who, where all these places are. If you want to know more, feel free to ask. I'm happy to have that happen. So that took 30 seconds. But now I remember what we did that day. It'll go along with the photos we took. It'll go along with the other memories that I have. And now I've gotten into a habit of doing that every night. So when I come home from that trip, say it was a seven day trip, I'm gonna have at least seven pages already with stuff on it. I would probably use a two page spread as they're called. So when you have a book open and it's the two pages the left and the right, that's a spread. I would probably write those on the bottom of the right hand side, leaving the rest of the space open to fill it up with pictures, memorabilia, other notes, maps, things like that once I get home or once I have a moment on this trip if I have those supplies with me. So a habit, getting into a habit of doing it. And if you don't, you don't. You do it when you do it. That's the beautiful thing about this. It isn't required to be a specific way. And finally, reflect and review. Take some time to reflect on your experiences. Review what you've done. Review what you've written add some details, add some notes, add some photos. But reliving those adventures can give you an opportunity to really, really enjoy that trip all over again. And then take some photos of that journal and share them to your social media friends. Share them through email to your family. Text it. We went on this trip and this is what I did while I was there and I'm so excited about it. I just really want to share with you the really cool experiences we had. It's a pretty neat thing to do. You know, it's not the slideshow from the 70s and 80s that we all dreaded when Uncle George got home from his trip, you know, to England. It's far more, I think, what's the word I'm looking for? Intriguing? To follow someone on their journey. So share out to social media. Uh, and speaking of social media, if you do have any of this and you'd love to share it and I'd love to see it, please, uh, on Instagram is the best way to do it. Feel free to tag Ink and Pen Adventures or hashtag us and we will take a look at what you are sharing out there because that is also a great way to get inspiration. There's tons of YouTube videos. There's tons of Facebook and Instagram accounts that are travelers and travel journalers and opportunities to learn new styles, to learn new ways of doing things. Minimalist, maximalist, if that's a word, I don't know that is. The person that really just makes notes and does a couple of doodles to the person that does full on, you know, collaged spreads. Don't be intimidated. 
what you do is what you do. That might be an inspiration. If it turns out that it's intimidating or frustrating, stop watching. Stop watching. Pick somebody else. I can usually name a few that I really enjoy off the top of my head. None of it's coming to mind right now because that's just how it goes. But there's a lot of inspiration out there. So there are no strict rules for travel journaling, just like there are no strict rules for journaling. Journaling has its place in your life when you feel it has a place in your life. You're here, you're listening to me. I'm assuming that you are interested in learning how to travel journal or getting started or getting restarted. Personalize that journal, suit it to your needs and use it. Have fun, be creative, and enjoy documenting your travels as much as I have enjoyed documenting mine over the years. So that is a wrap to part two. I look forward to part three where I will be doing a live stream of this podcast recording while I talk through and show you some of my journaling supplies, the spreads I've done over the years and things like that. And it will be on November 24th. I don't haven't decided on the time yet, but it's probably going to be somewhere around noon Pacific time because I am in Pacific time. So probably somewhere around noon Pacific time. And I know that that will not always uh, meet everybody's needs, but it will be available then on YouTube, I think. And then it, the podcast the audio will be available as uh, a result of that. So I'm so thrilled you're here for more uh, travel journaling inspiration. Check out our website at inkandpen.co. Also, I have been forgetting to mention this. I have been using a beautiful song from Carolee Lee Garrison called Fearless. And she has been so kind to gift that to me to use for my podcast. So I'm going to link her down below and you can go check her out. And if you are in the market for custom music, she's brilliant. She also has a podcast of her own called Seeking Sunshine. And I have really enjoyed our partnership uh, working on these podcasts together. So check her out, Carolee Garrison, Seeking Sunshine and her song, Fearless. Thank you so much. I wish you a bon voyage and we will talk soon.